Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello again, and welcome to Las Vegas. This week, you'll meet a couple of Vegas legends. The first one you know if you're a fan of magic. The great Lance Burton, who retired from the world of magic over eight years ago, is back for a one-time special appearance for charity this weekend at the Orleans. The other one you might not know, but if you visited Las Vegas any time between the 1940s and 80s, you heard him. His name is Moscarazzo, and he has played and directed live music in Vegas for decades. All that plus Eddie O, the wine guy, discusses ways for you to put on your best wine party ever. On Luxury Living Vegas Style with Gady Medrano of Flipping Vegas, she talks about the variety of housing in Vegas. And your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, talks about a subject he doesn't like, sports. You can do Isn't it great when you get the opportunity to see a legend? You know, somebody that's retired and they're doing something special, what have you. We've got that. It's really exciting at the Orleans Hotel and Casino, November 23rd and 24th. Lance Burton, a great name from the past. One of the all-time great magicians is coming back. Lance, great to see you back. Uh, You don't do these that often, do you? Hey, Stephen. Yeah, I don't do this very often. And for those of you who don't speak showbiz code, when they say legend, that means old guy. (laughs) Well, you know, old guy is one way of looking at it, but a magician like yourself, you kind of quit the game rather early. It was surprising. And as what I understand, and I wanted to ask you about this, was that just a case of where times had changed? Those were hard times in Las Vegas. And it wasn't that you weren't packing them in. It's just that they didn't want to do the production level at the same time area no, where it was? Or no, what? that's absolutely 100% incorrect. Okay. Uh, the show, we were, we were listen, I, I, I worked uh, all my adult life uh, since I was uh, 18, 19 years old, doing sometimes two, sometimes three shows a day. And, uh, and so, you know, I, it, was, it was 30 years of doing that. And I just uh, simply... My contract was up, and I just decided, you know what, this is a good time to make my exit. So I gave my notice and and uh, left, and the show was doing very well. We were completely sold out right up to the very yeah. last show. Uh, so all of that is is uh, is the the background, and that was uh, eight years ago. Yeah, and so there were other things that I wanted to do. I shot. Uh, a movie which is going to be airing uh, here in Las Vegas on uh, November 21st, which is the day before Thanksgiving. And then the day after Thanksgiving, uh, we're doing a show at the Orleans Hotel. And uh, as part of that show, we're also uh, uh, part of the proceeds is going to uh, Variety Children's Charity of Southern Nevada, which is a 
terrific organization that I've been involved with for the last 25 years, That, and they do a great deal for kids with special needs here in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I guess the story really is then, Lance, is kind of like what Joe DiMaggio did, where you leave on top, and I, and I guess it's like anything else is, and you tell me, as you get older, you just want to stay on top, you, you want to go out on top because eh, reflexes change as you get older, or what? No, uh, every, no, nothing in the show got harder to do over the years, uh, and I always felt that I, I always felt that I was, uh, I was getting better every year as yeah. a magician, okay. as an entertainer, um, it was just, uh, you know, I had done fifteen thousand shows, so yeah, <laughs> I decided, a lot of shows. you know, I want to try, I want to try not, not doing that for a little while. <laughs> well, you you always call when Boyd Gaming because uh, you like these people, right? The, that own the Orleans and other things, and you always you enjoy going there and so forth for some of these events. So it's it's great that you still do that. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I was already, I was, we, we did this. About a year ago, we did our first kind of Lance Burton and Friends show, and that was in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And it was me and uh, Michael Goudeau and Fielding West and Keith West and the Illusioneers. These are all friends of mine. And we did a show, and we had such a great time. And then uh, in March, we went to my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky. We did a show there. Again, we had a fantastic time. And then uh, uh, I was already talking to... Uh, variety children's charity because I thought you know we we are we're working on on building an all-inclusive park here in Las Vegas where kids that are in wheelchairs will be able to play with its very specialized equipment um, and we got some grants to do that anyway they're always they're always looking for fundraisers for variety mm-hmm. but anyway, I was already talking to the people at the charity about about doing something and then out of the blue i got a call from the people uh, at boyd gaming in new orleans and they said hey we got this date here after thanksgiving would you be interested in doing it so it all kind of it all kind of worked out it all kind of all the pieces kind of fell in, into place more with Lance Burton in just a few moments. But you know Christmas is coming, and that means parties. Eddie O, the wine guy, America's first master sommelier, is here with ways to make your party unforgettable. You know, you're a big believer in you don't just serve one wine. You can serve more. Is that kind of a way people can have fun, especially at these parties? Like, see which one of these you like and kind of do kind of their own tasting with uh, some things that they've picked out, again, through either a, a local psalm or, you know, your wine master, what have you. Well, I think one thing that's, that you could do that's different, and that is that so often when you go to someone's house and they're having a fish course and they're doing a Chardonnay and they're having a meat course and they're doing a Cabernet, that's what everybody else says. People's palates are as uniquely different as their fingerprints. No one tastes the wine the same way. No one has the same take on it. So you might want to maybe get four wines, two whites, one kind of off-dry, slightly fruity, and one dry, two reds, one light-bodied, one full-bodied, open them all, put them on the island, and as people come in, go, here, try these wines. My wife and I, we like all of these wines, and see which one you like, and then when we sit down for somebody to eat, you know, bring whichever one you want, and you'll find people bring all different wines back. So that's transferring the power to your guests, saying, have what you want, you know, rather than saying you're having this because the wife and I like this and you're having that because the wife and I like that. 
you know, you know, you just want to give them a little more flexibility. So I would suggest doing something like that. Now, I also said to you before, <clears throat> you know, if you serve somebody a glass of wine, here, Steve, what do you think? What do you think compared to what? Well, when you taste that glass of Chardonnay, let's say, what can you compare it to? Well, compared to something you had last week or last night, do you think you can remember accurately what you had last week or last night? I want to tell you something. It's very difficult unless you're professionally trained. Therefore, I learned this in school in Bordeaux, that because it's so different to see the, the subtle differences between two wines, you need to do them side by side, which means you've got to serve two wines at a time or three. And so I love when people come over giving them two wines and choosing some kind of theme whether it's um, Pinot Noirs from Oregon versus Pinot Noirs from California, put those things out there in front of people. Don't tell them which is which. And say, taste the wines first and decide, which one do you like? Don't ask where it comes from. Just, it's up to you. I mean, a wine is good if you like it. And it doesn't, it doesn't need a, a, a point score from some judge or anything like that. You need to taste wines because, as I said, you will, you will see that everybody likes different wines. So it's kind of fun and it's kind of intellectual to pop people with two wines, and I serve them before the dinner. Because if you, if you serve the wine after you drop the food, the people start munching on the food, and when they reach for that wine, all they're thinking about is something to wash their food down with. Whereas if you're given two wines beforehand, and say, one of these wines comes from Long Island, one of these wines comes from Virginia, which one do you, which one do you like? That's all they got. That's sort of their homework. That's their, the pre-game pre warm-up they have, and then you have it with the food. So you're looking different by serving two wines, and every time you go to the store, I mean, every time I put a wine in my wine cabinet, I'm looking for, well, what am I gonna compare it to? So they're in there in pairs, and that's just being different, and that's, that's half the fun of this thing I do called Power Entertaining. It's just, you know, when you go to my house, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's behind door number two. Uh, I tell them this, and I go do that. It's kind of fun. More with Eddie O next week. Back with Lance Burton in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit orleanscasino.com. Hi folks, it's a holiday season with hope in the air. Things to look forward to and no time for despair. Health can be a challenge and so can the mail. So Get the Tea wants to help you by giving you a sale. Buy two months of Super Tea and get one month for free. No limit. That's buy two months of Super Tea and get one month free. That's a savings of 35 bucks. Where? GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Scroll down on the front page and find the buy two, get one free ad click it and save orders over a hundred dollars get free shipping send the gift of life change tea at getthetea.com we have many many non-gmo organic supplements just waiting for you this holiday season enjoy health and thanksgiving with 
GetTheTea.com. Want to call us? 928-308-0408. That's 928-308-0408. GetTheTea.com is a proud sponsor of Doing What's Right. That's GetTheTea.com. Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Andy Film Minute. In German mythology, an undine is a beautiful water nymph. In the related Irish myth, a selkie is a seal who longs for humanity and can shed her skin to become human on land. These are the origins of the more familiar myth of the mermaid. When embarking on the journey that is undine, we can expect a mythological tale imbued with romance and mystery. Colin Farrell plays Syracuse, an Irish fisherman struggling to reclaim a life lost to drink. Fishing is an occupation not given to accumulating fortune, and the reformed Syracuse is eager to reclaim his daughter Annie and provide for her needs. One day, his nets yield a surprising catch. A beautiful woman pulled from the deep. Upon resuscitation, Ondine is secretive as to her origin, but from the moment of her arrival, luck seems to change for Syracuse. Annie attributes the good fortune to the arrival of a selkie, but the film's magical sense of hopefulness is soon shattered by the intrusion of Ondine's mysterious past. Ondine is a charming film of ambiance and mystery, as we might expect from Irish director Neil Jordan. In the past, he has brought us such treasures as Mona Lisa and The Crying Game, two of our longtime favorite films. Ondine, not in theaters, discovery through rental. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Lance Burton, the world-famous magician who's back for a quick two-day residency at the Orleans Hotel and Casino this weekend. Well, that's great, and we're excited about it because you, know, you talk about your hometown. Well, this certainly is an adopted hometown for you, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, sure. I've been here now for 30, geez, 36 years. 
So what do you see when you look down the strip? Because you, you've seen some big changes. Do you like what you see happening I, here or what? I have seen some enormous changes since I got here in 1982. Uh, the last... <laughs> the last... Uh, the last seven or eight years, I can't really comment because I haven't been down to the strip. <laughs> <laughs> after after thirty years of of fighting the traffic uh, every day, going down the strip. Once I retired, that was that was kind of the last place I wanted to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knew when you came back that you know, there'd be a hockey team that was doing their own magic hacks yeah, down the street? Yeah, <laughs> sure. The town's gone crazy for the hockey, uh, and and that's just. That was just such an amazing story, first year, and they went so far and, 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 and just, just galvanized the entire city. You know, the other thing I wanted to talk with you about is uh, you were voted uh, Best Magician for 11 years in a row, which is really incredible, from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, in a city that has a lot of magicians, and there's some good ones around and stuff. Do you, how do you feel about the way magic is going? It seems like there are these big extravaganzas now that have gone, you know, from kind of a a smaller thing now. It's somebody trying to outdo somebody else. Do you like to see that here? And and you think there's plenty of room for all this? Or do you? Oh think yeah, I like. Well? That's the great thing about magic. There's there's as many approaches to magic as there are magicians, and I haven't I I haven't seen everyone who's worked in who's working in town. I, it's just because you know i very rarely go out anymore i yeah i'm kind of a homebody so i don't get out to see all of the shows in town uh but the ones i have seen you know i've been very impressed with and and they're all different and they all have different approaches to magic you know you have like a matt king mm-hmm. uh who does comedy and magic and and it's all sleight of hand it's all just brilliantly written and performed uh, I recently saw over at the Tropicana Hotel, uh, David Goldrake it was an amazing show, and he was just a fantastic performer, very funny, very magical. Uh, I was very impressed with his show. Uh, of course, my friend Chris Angel is doing Gangbusters. I saw his show about a year ago, and it was just absolutely, uh, he's at the top of his game and uh, just doing some amazing uh, magic and illusions, and uh, if you haven't seen him live, uh, I definitely recommend you go uh, see Chris Angel. He's opening his new show in December. Downtown, I saw Mike Hammer. If you haven't seen Mike Hammer, he's fantastic. He's kind of like the Don Rickles of magic. Oh. <laughs> uh, very clever. Very. He's got a very quick mind. That sounds like a lot of fun, and it's kind of cool. So are you guys friends, too? I mean, people always wonder if there's this horrible rivalry between some of the people there, or are you guys kind of a community of your own? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's pretty much a very tight-knit community. Uh, the vast majority of the magicians working in Las Vegas uh, are all very friendly people and very nice, and we all know each other. We are thrilled to have you back here. I, I, I wanted to tell people just a little bit about how you got started, because everybody always asks, you know, how does a magician do it? You really were one of those guys that when they when you saw somebody pull, like, the silver dollar out of your ear, some, it got you going, right? It, it clicked. Oh, yeah. First time I saw a magic show, I was five years old, and I was the kid that, that got to go up on stage to assist the magician, and, and he pulled a silver dollar out from behind my ear. 
and it you know at that moment i was like wow this is this is this is it this is what i want to do yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and, see i i i didn't understand i was so small and it was the first time i'd seen this i didn't understand what it was i thought the guy had real magic power (laughs) right right and i mean is that something that through your career were you always kind of open to other people because it, it it was so important to you when you started yeah, the, the 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 great thing about magic is that that it all comes full circle. So 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 now in my show, that's one of my greatest joys and one of my favorite parts of the show is when I get a kid up on stage and I pull a silver dollar out from behind his ear. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Every every time I do it, I think, is this the kid? Is this is this is this the next? Is this the next guy? Right. What, what is he going to be doing in 20 or 30 years? As I look at your career, you were one of the very first guys that were on, was on Johnny Carson and, and then Leno and all the people from there. You kind of brought magic into prime time, not just uh, an act you see once in a while and you remember it, you tell your friends, but really you're seeing it on multimedia. Was that something, as, as you look back, do you really kind of like take pride in that? Like, wow, because you obviously love your field and to be able to bring it to, to everyone is a big deal. Well, the, you know, the, the, the Tonight Show and Johnny Carson hold a very special place in my uh, story and in my heart because, you know, I, as a, as a, in high school I discovered Johnny Carson and I would watch, you know, every night try to stay up just late enough at least to watch the monologue. You know, like every young magician or young comic, you know, that was your dream, thinking, you know, one day I want to be able to go on that show and and uh and in 1981 when i was 21 years old i moved out west and i got booked on the tonight show and it was that was the launching pad for my entire career you'll hear some final thoughts from lance burton in just a few moments time now for luxury living vegas style with gady madrano star of flipping vegas which can be seen on the diy network Today, Gady is talking about the variety of neighborhoods in the Las Vegas area. Yeah, like there are communities like Henderson, for example, right, that they've got a lot of new development going on, so you can get that kind of, uh, if you like the Southern California appeal, it has, has some beautiful homes being built. But like you say, there's older communities as well, and... Uh, how far out does it go? Because it's like two million plus people in this area. Right. No, we're... we're um we reached over two million, and this first quarter in Las Vegas, in Clark County specifically, we are the county that had the most new residents in the country. So it's really amazing how many people are coming from California, how many people are coming just from other border states, just because of our tax increases. And also, uh, one thing that is an intangible, but I'm actually seeing just just an amazing response is with the sports teams how much it's just raised people's spirits how it's created this sense of community and and it's turning more into an actual city a community instead of a transient city and and that's really been incredible so that's showing in the numbers that's showing in the population that's showing you know that brings people's eyes over here to las vegas and then they're like wait but this is a pretty cool city we can get any kind of home we can get these newer properties you know uh, compared to california homes you know worse <laughs> everything's new <laughs> even like the older homes are new so it's pretty you know we're, we're really fortunate in a lot of ways and, and, and a lot of different bordering states are starting to take notice so we're getting we're getting our our markets pretty hot <laughs> You can find out more about Gady at GadyRealEstate.com. That's spelled G-A-D-Y.
You'll hear some final thoughts from Lance Burton in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Two, one. Oh no. Which button am I? When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, Guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 866-657-8517. 866-657-8517. That's 866-657-8517. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. (laughs) Yeah. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. 
If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Head to toe. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to one of the greats from the world of magic, Lance Burton. And, and Johnny Carson uh, really uh, loved magic, and he was himself uh, yes. a magician. When he was a kid, he did magic and did magic shows. And the thing that they never tell you about Johnny Carson is he was a really great sleight-of-hand artist. And so, obviously, then he had to be thrilled to have you on, you know, somebody at that level, because that's kind of where it all started for him. Well, uh, you know, I wasn't the first magician, of course, right, to be on right. the Tonight Show, um, but, but it, was definitely, it was definitely the moment when, when it, my career got launched. And it, and it was really because of Johnny personally, I was booked on the show, and but my act was 12 minutes long. And the talent coordinator, Jim McCauley, came and saw my act and because and, uh, he had booked me sight unseen. But of course, he wanted to see the act before he put it on. And, uh, and he asked me after the show, how long is your act? And I said, 12 minutes. He says, well, you can't do 12 minutes on The Tonight Show. It's probably going to be more like you know, six minutes or seven minutes. Yeah. But bring the whole act and do it in rehearsal. And then we'll figure out which parts we're going to use in the broadcast. So I, I showed up at the studios the next day, and I did my act. And then um, I was standing there on stage talking to the stage manager. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this hand coming towards me. So I turn, and I reach out, and I shake the hand, and I look up, and there's Johnny Carson on the <laughs> end of the hand. Wow. <laughs> and he was very nice and very complimentary, and we talked very briefly, maybe, maybe 60 seconds. And he left, and then just about a minute later, the talent coordinator came over, and he said, Lance, Johnny was watching your rehearsal, and Johnny loves the act, and Johnny said, let the kid do the whole 12 minutes. Wow. And that's what happened. So they put me on as the first guest, and I did the entire act, 
12 minute long, which I'm told was a record. Yeah. The longest any performer ever did on The Tonight Show. And then the second guest was Dick Cavett. And Dick Cavett was also an amateur magician when he was a kid. So in the second segment, Johnny Carson and Dick Cavett sat there on the panel and talked about magic and talked about my act. Oh, that's just great. <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> at one point in the broadcast, Johnny looked at the camera and said, you know, most of America has no idea what we're talking about, but there's there's three guys at the bar at the Magic Castle going, this is the greatest show ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, i got to ask you one last question because we've got on one of the greatest magicians of all time. Okay, I know my son for a while was really into magic, and, you know, things wear off. But I know every now and then you'll see somebody, God, I want to do that so bad. Sure. What, what, do, what do you tell them? Like, what is the thing you really need outside of, I know, practice, practice, practice? Yeah, practice will take you so far. But here's the key is performing. So, so if, you're, if you want to be a professional magician, what I always tell the young people is go out and do as many shows as you possibly can. Go out and volunteer, perform at the retirement communities, at the nursing homes, go to the hospitals, go anywhere you can find an audience and just do your act as many times as you can. And once you get a thousand shows under your belt, you will have a professional act. Because every time you do a show, you're going to learn something new. And you're yeah. going to learn, you know, a lot of it is what not to do. <laughs> and, 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 and that's how you become a professional. But the same applies, you know, even for an amateur. If someone loves magic and wants to get good at it, you know, carry some magic tricks with you that you can do, some impromptu tricks, some close-up magic, wherever you go. Perform, perform them. That's how you progress is... Uh, your, your your goal in the beginning, I always tell the young magicians, is your goal is to get a thousand shows under your belt, but they have to be shows for strangers. Yeah. Performing for your family or friends don't count. Wow. That's great advice from somebody who's done over 15,000 shows. Uh, it's just a fantastic, one of the greats of magic, and you can see him this weekend. At the Orleans Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. It's a great place. It's a great showroom. Tickets start at just under 50 bucks. It's a great deal. And you can get tickets either at 800-745-3000 or at theorleanscasino.com. Lance, thanks so much for being with us. Really enjoyed it, and we can't wait for your appearance. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Let's now meet another of those personalities that is such a big part of Vegas history. There's been a lot of changes in Las Vegas. You go back to the 40s and 50s and what happened then to what happened now. There's been all sorts of incredible changes, and we're going to talk to somebody who's seen a lot of those changes. Mo Scarazzo, a great musician that came out here. He's got an incredible background. You came, first of all, Mo, welcome to the show. You came from Pennsylvania. What brought you out to Las Vegas? Work. <laughs> you know, that's the only place you can work with Las Vegas, make a living, playing music. Where I'm from, Pittsburgh, there wasn't any work. The only thing that was there, maybe the symphony. That was it. They played weddings. So as an aspiring uh, musician then, this was kind of like the big leagues, I guess, right? Where not only was there a lot of work, but this is where you could really showcase your talents. Oh, yeah. It was great. You know, you just, I was so busy when I came into town in 56. 
And I was working the lounges, and I worked one gig to the other, one gig to the other, because there weren't too many musicians in town. Population was, what, 28,000, 30,000 30, in. Strip was the two-lane highway. And that was it, you know, and a lot of work. A lot of I work with everybody. Well, yeah, and we're going to talk about some of those people, but kind of give us an idea. You're coming in the fifth, late 50s, and as you say, the population is nothing like it is now. I mean, it's, you can't even compare it. But even the excitement of the thing, did you just, over this time, just watch this grow and grow? And are, are you surprised now at what's happened to this town that you came to uh, half a century ago? Very surprised, very surprised. It's completely different, it's completely different. No more gigs for music, for musicians. They can't gig anywhere. There's no showrooms. Uh, there's no more big bands. There's no more orchestras. There's nothing here. The string players, they just have beautiful string sections and things. They just, where are they going to work? They, they all went to L.A. trying to work there, you know, trying to get, trying to work there. There's no jobs here. Yeah. Nothing. So it's something then that uh, where at one time you could come here, make a living, and stay here and be busy all the time. Is it now a case where they come in with whatever particular act, they do their thing, and then they leave? I mean, there's not a lot of house musicians the way there was then. No, no, there was. At one time, there was 2,000 musicians working on a strip. Wow. Lucky if you get the 20. <laughs> there's a difference, you know. It really is. Well, your career has been fascinating. You know, I was just looking over your bio, and uh, you know, you work with them all. Um, and in the early days, a couple of people I want to talk to. For example, I noticed you worked with Louis Armstrong and uh, Ella Fitzgerald, two huge talents. That was an interesting time because at that time, they, they, you know, African Americans, they couldn't even stay in town. What was that like, like working with them and so forth? Was that that must have made you really cool at the time too? You know. Oh, that was great. They weren't they weren't allowed in the. Um in the hotel, only on the stage. When the stage, they weren't allowed in their dressing room or anything. They lived on the west side. They called it the west side, which is actually the north side. But uh, like Sammy Davis, the story with Sinatra and Sammy Davis where it's uh, at the Sands, where they didn't want uh, Sammy staying at the Sands. And Sinatra said, well, if they don't stay here, you don't have me either. And that kind of changed stuff. But uh, before that, you know, I, I remember I was working with Billy Eckstein and his wife, and my wife got very, you know, we got very close. And so uh, they walked through the casinos together, and everybody was looking at, looking at him. And, and, and my wife says, why is everybody looking at us? It's the Sands. And she says, because you're with a black woman. And my wife never, it never dawned on her, because we're from back east where it, it never mattered back there, you know. Here it did. Here we there. What I think would change this whole place was Fats Domino. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> he was working at a Flamingo in the lounge. And he uh, he weren't allowed anywhere. Nowhere near the casino. If you take a break, you just have to go down the basement. They had a little dressing room for them down the basement. And Count Basie's band also. But anyway, <laughs> Fats Domino, he went out on the table like at 2 o'clock in the morning and dropped like ten or twenty thousand dollars. So to keep him working there, they picked up his option all the time because they kept dropping it. And so then they said, "Oh, well, it's all right. You can stay at the hotel." Back with more from legendary musician Mo Scarazzo in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Biz Talk Radio Network. The world still is the same. 
you never change it. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Hi folks, it's a holiday season with hope in the air. Things to look forward to and no time for despair. Health can be a challenge and so can the mail. So Get the Tea wants to help you by giving you a sale. Buy two months of Super Tea and get one month for free. No limit. That's buy two months of Super Tea and get one month free. That's a savings of 35 bucks. Where? GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Scroll down on the front page and find the buy two, get one free ad click it and save orders over a hundred dollars get free shipping send the gift of life change tea at getthetea.com we have many many non-gmo organic supplements just waiting for you this holiday season enjoy health and thanksgiving with getthetea.com want to call us 928-308-0408 that's 928-308-0408 getthetea.com is a proud sponsor of doing what's right that's getthetea.com Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. One zero nine nine. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. 2013 was a breakthrough year for the portrayal of the black experience on film. Lee Daniels, The Butler, and 12 Years a Slave achieved box office gold. As significant, but largely overlooked, was Fruitvale Station, a true depiction of our times. No one who watches this story of an ordinary young black man in America can come away unmoved. It's no secret that Oscar Grant was killed by the police at the Fruitvale train station just outside San Francisco. The incident might have been deemed as just another thug, heroically removed from our streets, except this one was documented by bystanders on their cell phones. The story now is that the officer mistook his gun for his taser. Hmm. While the butler had star power and 12 years the allure of torture porn, Fruitvale Station has current relevance. It captures the reality of odds stacked at birth against so many. There are success stories when character and luck spin miracles of success, but deadly racial, geographic, and socioeconomic poisons abound. The odds insist to the ghetto-born, the iron warehouse, or death. That is your fate. Fruitvale Station, not in theaters.
Discovery through rental. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? <laughs> that is the case. <laughs> yeah. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Mo Scarazzo, who has played with all the greats of Vegas, including Dean Martin. In fact, he was there that night when Dean and Jerry Lewis ended their feud on the Labor Day telethon. Well, yeah, and you worked with everybody. I wanted to talk with you about a few of these people. Um, did you have any particular favorite? We're going to get into Dean Martin because I think that's really interesting. But I know you worked with Bobby Darren, Vic Damone, Jack Jones. Uh, did you have any particular favorites? You about, boy, you loved when they came into town. That just as a musician, they kind of challenged you. Well, I loved working with Dino because he was very, very private. He never bothered you. He just wanted to be left left alone. He was a beautiful man. I loved working for him. You know, Jack Jack Jones was great. They were great, great singers, yeah. good people, you know. Bobby Darren, he was fair. <laughs> he was a fair guy. You know, he's big, big-headed. He wanted to be another Sinatra, you know, but I don't think he ever got there, you know. You talked about uh, Dean Martin, and we have this vision, you know, we, people play the old Rat Pack things, you know, where he's direct from the bar and all that sort of thing. I understand, though, he wasn't, uh, he could handle his alcohol actually quite well. Well, he always had a, a glass, everybody thought it was booze in a glass on the piano. Actually, it was apple juice. You know, it was really apple juice, and he would have a sip of that, you know, and he would have a, he'd have a drink. You know, you know, before he, to the audience, you know, here's to you and he'd drink, you know. That's Dino. He's a very private man, very private. And, of course, you worked with his partner, too, Jerry Lewis, uh, partner before he oh. went huge. And doing the telethons, I really wanted to ask you about that. So I know Jerry Lewis doesn't have the same uh, personality that Dean has. What was that like? Well, I did about, I did uh, 20, 20 telethons, you know, and uh it was great. It was great. What I found out was uh, 
Jerry Lewis, he was a good, you know, good, good performer naturally and everything, but he was different. I mean, he was, Jerry Lewis was Jerry Lewis, you know, it's, uh, I can't say much about that, you know. Well, I mean, do you, are you saying he? Is, I understand he's got a reputation of being a little hard to work with. Was he? Was he difficult to work with, or was that something that you let the other people deal with? Well, no, with the orchestra. Yeah. See, those guys never. Maybe with the owners, or maybe with as far as the money's concerned. But not with the orchestra. The entertainers was always pretty good with the band. But I remember when I went to the uh, to a meeting at the hotel, all the execs and stuff, and they're talking about tape music so I I went to the musicians union and I told them hey guys next negotiations be careful I says like don't ask for too much just leave it like it is you were only doing one show because they went to one show a night I said let's just do one show a night you're making a thousand bucks a week one show a night six six days a week you know plus benefits health and welfare pension you know Oh, your management, Mo. You know, now you're your management. You know, you're big shot. You know, you're telling us that. I says, if you don't do that, you're going to be sitting home watching television, and that's exactly what happened. It's incredible. Final question, Mo. Uh, you know, you've been out of it for a little while, but you live here. This is your town, and so forth. Is there anything that's out there today that, boy? That is one thing that I would recommend people to come visit when they come out to Vegas. Do you have anything like that in particular that if people can look, see one thing that you'd recommend? Not really. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, 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 the shows are all different. You go there, what is it? People flying in the air. I mean, there's nothing musical. You know, really musical. Except like, uh, just like uh, Steve was saying, you know, that... Uh, Oh, the Gold Nugget was a good spot upstairs. Was Sinatra was up there and there. That was a great spot. There was music everywhere there. Now there's nothing going on. Mo, thank you so much for uh, talking with us today. Really appreciate that. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. It was crazy here. We talked. I know you hate sports, but we talked <laughs> about it. Now we're year two. You, you know. You have your feelers out. You know all these folks. Is it, it seems to me like this enthusiasm is going to stay. Do you do you think it's going to stay, or is there going to be like a letdown after the first year excitement? Well, there. I I don't think there's any denying that there was a certain momentum to that team and that sport and the town because of uh, when that team started and in relation to the shooting it's kind of a weird tie-in but it created a very uh it was kind of a rallying point and there was support from people i never thought would support it i was actually kind of excited about it because they started winning uh but it was really kind of a symbolic uh, it was really the first professional sports team so there was already an excitement about that and then the city just needed it really is kind of a cliche, but this the city as a whole needed to heal, and that that team was a central hub of just feeling like you're connected to something positive, and uh, that momentum was carried uh, pretty much to the end, almost the very end, which shocked everybody. Uh, and I think there'll be some enthusiasm. I'm hoping it will die a little bit because I'm just so sick of hearing about it. But there's, you know, until the Raiders come, they're the only game in town. And so I, I don't know. There's, there are true diehard fans 
uh, who are not going to let that that team go unnoticed, even though it's like the sixth most popular sport in the country for Vegas. That is that is our team until we get a different team. Well, let me ask you, as somebody who loves Vegas, forget about the sports thing. Do you like the concept that uh, free agents want to come to Las Vegas and all of a sudden it's really attractive, you know, and there was some question in the beginning if anybody would want to live here or something. These people love it here and they love the atmosphere here. It's really unique. Well, the the atmosphere plays a big part in how these, uh, what do you call them, games, matches, hockey matches turn out. Because regardless of how the, our team views it, the other teams love Vegas and they come here and they overdo it so they're playing hungover that's the big secret in Vegas sports is and I think it's going to be true of football too the those players are playing hungover and that gives our team a huge advantage it doesn't matter if we're if we're throwing darts or playing billiards or whatever it is Every sport should happen in Vegas, and the home team always has an advantage because that Vegas flu is real. Make sure to follow Scott every day at VitalVegas.com. Thanks for listening. Next week, you'll meet a new pop group called Juice with a fairy tale story of success. And our good friend Steve Karp is back to talk hockey and the Golden Knights with us. Have a great Thanksgiving Day weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Viva! The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com.